How about this? This is the Rich Eisen Show. Show. The Diminisher. Touchdown! Titans! Three times for Derrick Henry. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. The Dallas Cowboys have what other teams want. What normally takes down the Cowboys and what they have to battle, and maybe not, but the head coaching decision making. Today's guests, Pro Football Hall of Famer Marshall Falk, Senior NBA writer for The Athletic, Sam Amick, plus Fox Sports football analyst Bruce Feldman. And now... It's Rich Eisen. Okay, welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show, live from Los Angeles, California. I am your humble host, Rich Eisen, with week six in the NFL in the books. We are now one-third of the way through the NFL season and the NBA season, their diamond season, the 75th anniversary of the National Basketball Association season. It tips off tonight. Round ball tonight. Yes. Oh, yes. all night. Yes, yes. All night. You got Nets, and you got Bucks, and then you got uh, Warriors and Lakers. Jeez. Here we go. How about that for starting the season? Tip it off. Two games tonight. Could be your final four. Two games. All that we need left from the Boston Red Sox and the Atlanta Braves to make Chris Brockman's life very difficult. (laughs) Stop it. Stop it. As the Red Sox, how many grand slams can a team hit in one league championship series? The answer is three so far. Red Sox over the Astros last night, 12-3. to 3. It's an easy math equation. Four runs for every one the Astros scored. Did you have any doubt? Did you watch any of that game last night? Well, you, you know what? Out? I was able to sneak in a peek through as it took two hours through the first four and a half innings. I so I was able to just sneak in and when, sneak out When of Schwarber it. came up with the bases loaded, honestly, and this is no BS, I knew he was hitting a grand. You know what? Uh, it was like you just had that. Feeling. I actually, it, we were serving dinner to the kids, and I actually went back into my office for a quick brief bit because it was right after, uh, I believe, halftime of. So my day was over right. with Westwood One, and I right. went back into my office to make sure everything was all put away, all the, all the material, and um, and I just looked up and I saw the right field bleachers going <laughs> nuts, like jumping up yeah. and down. It was just as Schwarber had deposited the baseball in there and I'm like wow another grand slam and another cart ride which is just infuriating to watch <laughs> speaking on behalf of all 29 <laughs> other fan bases of major league baseball I get it man um, I get but it. no no it's 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 all good and then later yeah. on uh today two hours after we're done here in Los Angeles California first pitch in Chavez Ravine afternoon baseball here in Southern California, the Braves are trying to go up three games to none on the Dodgers. So we'll keep an eye on all of that and discuss it throughout this show. That park's yeah. going to be empty for a while. Uh, and on this program, <laughs> I know, yeah, uh, right? I mean, don't tell Bill Platch. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you got to get you got to get there soon enough in Los Angeles. But anyway, good morning, Brockman hey, and hey, Del Tufo, hey. TJ Jefferson. Hello to you, sir, here hello, on this Rich. busy show um, that kicks off with a big moment. Yes, for Tennessee, sure. <laughs> of course, it's a big moment for Tennessee, and why not? What a big-time W. It's a huge win. Well, it's, a, it's, it's, it's not the biggest win that happened last night, but we'll put a pin in that for a moment. <laughs> what makes a player most valuable, right? Here we go. Is it's always one of those about, hey, you know, is it the most outstanding player in a league? Is it most valuable? And then you say, like, look, 
the the one measure or metric that you hear from so many fans and water cooler conversations on this show between us and phone calls to this show, 844-204-RICH, number to dial, by the way, is the concept of let's remove that player from the team and how good are they? That's why quarterbacks are usually first and foremost the conversation starters for MVP because if that guy's out the backup is not nearly as good obviously and so on and so forth that's why it's so rare to have a running back in the equation of most valuable player but today after last night add to the mix of Lamar Jackson and Kyler Murray and Tom Brady, and Aaron Rodgers. And, yes, Josh Allen. Add to that mix of quarterbacks the name of one Derrick Henry. OMG is all you could say. Certainly around mixed company or children. (laughs) When... At the 11 minute and 20 second mark of the second quarter last night, Ryan Tannehill handed the ball off to number 22, Derrick Henry. And at this point in the game, the Titans offensively had gone six and out, three and out, and an interception, but its defense kept them in the game by bending and not breaking. The Bills had thrown on the Tennessee defense a 13-play and 10-play drive at that point in the game, each time, however, settling for field goals. So it was just a six-point game when Tannehill, after a six-and-out, three-and-out, and and after throwing an interception, turns and hands to number 22, who is contacted moments after receiving the ball in in the gullet and then took off. Straight line running. Just straight gone. Up straight line running. And to see a man that size with that ponytail coming out of the back of his head, kind of bouncing up and down, and a man that big run that fast through and away. From grown ass, fast men paid to run him down. It's not at all common. It is uncommon. It is rare. It is unicorn. It is beyond description. We don't see this. We got great running backs in this league. Really do. There's only one Derrick Henry, man. And honestly, it changed the game. On the spot, a lightning bolt. Boom. One run. Changed the entire game. Because the offense began to open up after that. Kevin Byard makes a defensive play, picking off Josh Allen after that. It's infectious. And it changed the tenor of the entire game. Bills putting it in the end zone a couple times rather than settling for field goals set the stage. True. 
and allowed that one run to give the Titans the lead and a jolt on the sideline and a complete change of fortune on the night because Derrick Henry was only just getting started. Because, yes, the Titans with a big win to remain two in front in their division. Yes. Big win for Tennessee. Biggest win of the night is right here sitting in this seat because that (laughs) performance happened after he accepted my nickname to him of the diminisher. Yeah. Biggest W of the night on the board, gladly raising my hand and making this about me. Because this is why he's the diminisher. He diminishes your chance of winning and then keeps hitting you in the mouth and he doesn't stop. It's his third three-touchdown game of the year, all of them in the last five games. First player to rush for 10 touchdowns within his team's first six games since 2005. We have not seen anybody like this, this size, this good, this most valuable at the position. He is unbelievable. And kudos to the Arizona Cardinals. What do you mean? Because they're, they're what? They're now two better than the Bills because the Bills lost? No, no, no. The Arizona Cardinals are the only team to hold Derrick Henry under 60 yards this season. Colts are the other team to have just held him out of the end zone, but they gave up a buck 13 against him earlier this year. I mean, the Cardinals jumped up on Tennessee and maybe took the run game out. I don't know, but I, 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 how do you stop this guy? You don't want to either. Business decisions. Business decisions. At one point, he ran over uh, number 23 of the Buffalo Bills. I don't know if it was just sequential. He's looking for the one number bigger than his. I'm just going to go, boom, I'll just run over that guy. Number 21, look out. I'll, I'll back up over you like a truck. He's unbelievable, man. Yeah. Got to get most valuable votes for most valuable player. And um, Marshall Fox is going to join us in 10 minutes' time to discuss this very subject. He knows running, and he knows Derrick Henry, and we can't wait to pick his brain on that matter. Before we get to that, though, want to hit the, uh, the, I want to hit the conversation uh, of what happened last night to create the W at the very end for the Tennessee Titans. The decision of Sean McDermott to go for it. I'm good with that. I am absolutely good with that. Yeah. I'm going to be consistent. I told this audience and looked at you, TJ Jefferson, and said the Dallas Cowboys could have won that game in New England much sooner and easier if they had gone for that one yard on fourth and one rather than send Zerline out from 51 yards away with two and change to go. Go for it. Go for it. And a part of that is not only McDermott maybe looking at down a distance here. I don't know if he does have his head out of the game to look over the steering wheel. There's nobody coming close to the Bills in the AFC East. That division is as one as it possibly can be through six weeks of the longest regular season ever created in the history of the NFL of any team that could be, you know, two in front of one team. Really? You think the AFC East is still up for grabs? 
I mean, that may be your Patriot love, but there's no way that the Patriots are going to be. The Pats are two plays from four and two. I mean, I don't know what the. But you are what you are, and you're two and four. I get it. I'll take that. You want to take it right now with me and you right now in front of God and country? You're going to give me two games? They'll be two games. The the Bills will will be more than two games better than New England the rest of the way. Oh, I'll take that. Great. So (laughs) mark it down. Let me write that down. Patriots are making the playoffs. Mark it down. Mark it down. Great. Sounds good. I'll take it. A fumble on a third and twenty-five. I know what you four and two. I'm I know, it, you but right you now. are you are what you are. You you think the Patriots can win this division? You literally want to go down this yeah, road right now. The Bills can't stop anyone now. They got two shutouts against two bad teams. Okay. They played a good team and gave up right. thirty-four. You're talking in in specifics and also in generalities that I will buy. <laughs> I will buy. I will take that. Done. Energy drink. I'm just honestly, if I'm sitting there and seeing Sean McDermott making this move, it's like okay, I got this division. Two games up if I don't work it right here. And on top of it, he's going to get his locker room believing in the fact that more, that he believes in them. Plus, you got the Mandalorian. You figure you're going to get a couple of inches. But it's the latest example of what Tom Brady does that we don't also appreciate. (laughs) Because every sneak he does works. This one didn't seem to slip. His foot couldn't slipped, get that. Yeah. Couldn't get that inch. Next gen stats backs up the play, by the way, too. The conversion percentage of that sneak and their estimation was seventy-five percent. So I guess the one out of every four is what occurred last night, but he didn't convert it. If they get it and go for it and get it, their win probability is sixty-three percent. Just settling for the field goal, it's forty-two percent. That's a 21.3 better percentage chance of winning by going for it at that spot. And then also, this is what Sean McDermott said after the game, which is what I think will resonate in that Bills locker room. Go for it. Most quarterback sneaks are, there's a there's a feel or a read element involved, Tim, and uh, Josh is usually spot on with those. You've seen him have a lot of success in those situations. And, um, you know, so again, give them the credit. They made the play when they had to make, make one and, um, you know, felt, you know, hey, if we're that far from potentially winning the game right there, it was the best thing we could do. Uh, we hadn't stopped them on defense um, for for a number of drives there in the second half, really. So, um, but again, felt felt like we could go and win the game right there. You know, at the end of the day, I trust them, and uh, and I'll trust them again when we're in that situation again. So, um, you know, uh, I'll take Josh Allen. Um, as you said, Sal, 10 times out of 10. So give them the credit. They made the play they had to make uh, when the game was on the line. Yep. So I think that's uh, sound reasoning and makes total sense. And I think the locker room loves it and they went for it. And one other aspect about that play, I believe we're seeing once again the Hawkeye instant replay system that's being used. What do I mean by that? Is that we don't know when it's being used. A lot of Bills fans were upset about the spot of the ball that led to that fourth and inches because there was no review. They didn't stop the game to review it. I saw a few tweets about that. I thought that was a good night. spot. It was the perfect spot. It was an excellent spot. Yeah. The initial spot, which is why it upsets Bills fans, the referee on the side stood right at the first down mm-hmm. mark, and it seemed like they were about to spot the ball for a first down, and then they announced the ruling on the field is that the spot was short of the yeah. first down marker, and a lot of people are like, what a terrible spot. Let's stop to review it. Guess what the league did, in my estimation, based on what I'm seeing now? They absolutely got in the ear 
of the official. Like, hey, it's a half yard short. Especially after what just happened on Sunday night football where the game was stopped right. to take a look at a play with mere seconds to go in regulation. And the Steelers went totally crazy about that because it, what it ended up doing is it allowed Seattle the time to get their field goal unit completely set as opposed to having a potential fire drill to run them out there after a spiked clock, run it out there while the play clock is ticking down. And that's the circumstances under which they had to kick an overtime forcing field goal that I think the league is now getting used to. This is my guess. I don't know this for sure that somebody, as soon as that play occurred, scrubbed it back on whatever DVR that they had to see where that exact elbow came down and where the ball yeah. was because they placed that right, GPSed it right where that was. <laughs> it was perfect. It was perfect. But the initial spot did not appear to be. It strikes me that we're seeing the league in the final two minutes where they control all replays instead of buzzing down after to stop the game and take a look at it. They did it in the interim and they spotted it properly unfortunately the bills didn't get it so they went for it thought it was a good aggressive maneuver on sean mcdermott's part didn't work out i think the bills are going to be just fine just like me two big wins two big wins for me (laughs) one the diminisher when i gave the nickname idea to Derrick Henry, and he said, not only I love it, but here's the thing, I've got to back it up. And then he puts up three touchdowns last night for a buck 43 as well. He backed that thing up like juvenile. He sure did. Mm. Big win for me there. And another big win in discussing it on this show. All I got to have is the Patriots have to be two games better than the Bills the rest of the way. And I get a sports drink from that guy across the way. Fantastic. <laughs> I'm all in on that. A Bring sports it. drink? I would Bring rather it. take the team that's 4-2 and two oh, with man. the MVP candidate at quarterback than the, well, if we didn't do this and we didn't do that, we'd be better. We'd have the same record if this and that didn't happen. I'd rather have the guy who has the record. Just saying. That's what I'm saying. Do you think Henry knocked out Allen from the MVP race? No, right now? no, no. I think Allen's still in it. Dude, there's still, I mean, there's still 11 regular season games left. I know, Rich, but it's. And as you know, in my fourth down, the Bills are only going to lose one game the rest of the day. So the, rest and this of was the whole it? season. Oh, don't this worry. We're going to bring that up later. Yeah, somebody, somebody pointed that out to yeah, us. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah. The Chiefs and Bills <laughs> both have already lost one. It's okay. See, Robin, he just popped a docked himself. I, no, miles, no, no, so it's okay. I'm, it. I'm inoculating myself based on what you guys are trying to cook up behind my back. It's all good. Hey, I got nothing to do with this. And plus, anybody who, who hangs with me on a Thursday night knows I am the king of winning with a chip and a chair. The king. <laughs> I've got a chip and a chair. 11 games left. Like a potato chip. All right, we'll take a break. Let's call Marshall Falk, please. Let's do it. Let's call our Hall of Fame friend to discuss all of this. That would be wonderful. Let's that get that. Also on our program, Sam Amick of The Athletic will join us. He's been all over the Ben Simmons store in Philadelphia. He'll help us preview the NBA season that tips off tonight. And Bruce Feldman with LSU looking for a new head coach. And the same with Washington State. Just take the shot. <laughs> Just take the shot. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets. 
at the Rich Eisen Show, and every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it, and then the all-in prices. That's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all-in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit gametime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Or in the hardwood. But it wasn't the basketball court, it was the skating By rink. the way, the that's where Mike the Del day Tufo that the Rich Eisen show sign was revealed and Del Tufo had trouble. Marshall was here. Marshall was here, literally laughing his ass off. I mean, it was... The sign's still out there, man. <laughs> the sign's still out there. I know, you got screwed, though. They, they, they did, in fact, tie it on too tight, and there wasn't... Like, somebody literally had to go back up to the second floor and, and yeah. release it. I know. All but it good. looked funny. Back here on the Rich Eisen show uh, with our terrestrial radio audience rejoining us right here. Ben Simmons has been suspended for the opener of the Sixer season tomorrow night in New Orleans for conduct detrimental. And just in case you're thinking that this had something to do with whatever was going on this offseason, it is not. Apparently, the reports are it's something that happened at practice today. Yeah. Oh, practice boy, is today. he pulling a Jimmy Butler? Is it starting? No, no, I he's think pulling it's more a Deshaun, Deshaun Watson. Watson. Yeah. yeah, he's just there. He's like in sweatpants. There's a picture circulating where his cell phone is sticking out. So he's just on his phone, not engaged oh in practice. Oh, my God. And Doc told him to beat it. Threw him out of practice, Yeah. according to Woj. <laughs> Which, I mean, I guess I get. You're not going to want him to man. risk the chance of tearing a hamstring. All right, well, this is good for Marshall because the New Orleans Pelicans don't have to face him. <laughs> We're talking about practice. Thank you very much. Game. Well, Philadelphia 76 is practice story. Not a game. Oh, my gosh. And you <laughs> thought like they we. We try to see another Music City Miracle attempt last night was a we little did, bit old Lang Syne. Our Hall of Fame friend, uh, Marshall Falk, back here on the Rich Eisen Show on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line. How are you, Marshall? I'm good, man. I'm good. Did you hear that I'm about good. Ben just, Simmons? Did you hear that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I, you know, I just I can't believe you guys are talking about practice, you know? <laughs> Not a game. <laughs> Not a game. Not a game. Not a game. Where were you? Where were, practice. where were you when that happened? You were on the Rams, right, when that practice rain happened? Like what were you? Uh, like, what, yeah, yeah. You were on the Rams yeah. back in the day. I was literally in disbelief. 
it, it, I was just like, wow. And I couldn't figure out. I'm like, what's wrong here? Is, is the fact that we're really talking about practice or that he thinks that we shouldn't be talking about practice? Well, I mean, Ben Simmons is. I was. I'm serious. I was. I was listening. I, rem- I remember that. Like, I was. Th- I was. I was with AI, but then I was like, "Hold on, wait." But practice is for real because you need to practice. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it was like it was. It was. It was an awkward time. I, I didn't know which side to go on. I, I was know. Like, should I be on Larry Brown's side? Or should I be on AI? I was. I was confused. Marshall Falk, my buddy, right here, back on the Rich Eisen show. Okay, Marshall. Um, you want to put what Derrick Henry's done, at least in the last five games, if not his entire career, into words? Oh man, and um, and I'm and listen, I am uh, I am on record. Um, I was I'm, I'm a guy who when I when I watched Alabama running back, I felt like they came into the league a little beat up because of how much they relied on them so much at Alabama and how physical the SEC can be. And uh, and I wondered if if he if if he had uh, it's not the the, the 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 actual speed but the foot speed to actually um, uh, navigate when holes are you know you, you have to make a cut and quick feed and for a big guy and man he's uh, he, whatever whatever he didn't have he definitely worked on it his lateral movements is better but. Just a just a breakaway speed. Mm. Um, I, I didn't. I didn't. I, and, and I remember because you guys mentioned this. I, I remember Eric Dickerson used to not look like he was running that fast, and, and it's because they're so big. It's just like they're galloping. <laughs> uh, he he has to say, I'm like, it doesn't look like he's running that fast. But the guys who are chasing him, they're going backwards, or he's <laughs> or he's that fast. But it's unbelievable, man. You know, we 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 had him on the show last week, Marshall, and I asked him what his his world was like a day after a game, and you know his recovery appears to be working just as well as the day of the game or last night, the night of the game, because it just looks like it's effortless, which is you know I I know it definitely is not. He, he did he looked like when he was talking to Lisa Salters last night, like he had just you know strolled through the park. Like it did not yeah. look like he was in any way, shape, or form banged up, hurt, uh, gassed. He looked like he could go another quarter if necessary. Yeah, and and and, and um and and here's the thing. I, I I'm, I'm gonna say this, and I don't want to be the old guy talking about, you know, back in the day when, yes. when um you literally had training camp and you banged. Um, I just think about this early in the season for some of these DBs who you haven't even hit anybody. You got. You got you got six four two hundred and fifty coming downhill at you, and nobody's touched him yet. Man, look, I'm a I'm a slip like I couldn't get out of my break too. I just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, that, that's a that's an easy business decision there. <laughs> easy, easy. I'm turning that one down. <laughs> well, what about his uh, preparation? I mean, and and what it must take because he is. Um, to say he's on pace to obliterate everything, um, including that Chris Johnson record that you used to hold of most scrimmage yards in a regular season, we're not even talking about uh, an extra 17th game. Like, he's on pace to obliterate it in the regular 16 games that you had, Marshall. Yeah, so I, I just it, – it, it's there. And, and here's the thing. He, he has a co- – he, he, he's playing for a coach who that's, – that's the mindset. 
That 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 is the mindset. They that's all they want to do. They just want to they want to bloody your nose, you know. And I, I don't remember if you white well, I'm sure you remember yesterday. Those first couple of drives, the defense stopping mm-hmm. Buffalo in the red zone, having them kick two field goals, or they would have got away from the running game. Man, uh, it, it, it was like after they got those two stops, and Tennessee got the ball. They they lined up in old school, get under the quarter, get under the center, eye formation, power, downhill running, and it just it starts to wear on you. I just because I, nobody nobody plays like that anymore. You you cannot prepare for it. And I just always remember Marshall watching games with you at the at the NFL Network for all those years, and you would be infuriated when you watch somebody run successfully two, three straight snaps and then tap their helmet and run off the field. I never see him tap. I no. never see him tap, ever. Uh, uh, I'm going to tell you, I, I have to he, – he's full he, – he is um, everything you want, and his conditioning is, 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 is top-notch. That's all I want. That's all I look for. Um, last night, I'm talking after, after, after a powerful one, uh, big, big-time uh, – you know, break tackles, uh, get the yards, back to the huddle, back to the huddle, and and I always say, by the time you run off the field and run back on, that you didn't caught your breath. I <laughs> mean, and and I just I like the way I like the way he's playing, and I like the way that they play with him, and how that's their identity as a team, and if they lose, they're going to lose with that identity. Do you think, and last one for you on this subject matter, you think you're going to have a Nitschke luncheon with him at one point and welcome him into the club of football heaven in Canton, Ohio? Easily. Oh, my God, Rich, easily. I mean, this dude, what, what he is doing. And, and here's, here's the thing. There's nothing like him in the league right now. I mean, the closest thing is, 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 is Najee Harris over in Pittsburgh. It's the closest thing. There's nothing like him in football for you to prepare for. Like, I'm just thinking about it. <clears throat> Think about back in the day when you didn't have that many scrambling quarterbacks. When you played against Vic, you would have a wide receiver go, like, pretend to be Vic. Yeah. What do they do? They put a defensive lineman back there to be him? <laughs> You're right. I mean, you are so like, right. There's no scout team in this guy. There's no scout team. Right. Like, scout team, you got to go get your defensive end to go <laughs> to be Derrick Henry. That's it's 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 unbelievable. I'm telling you, it's his his size, his speed, and and and, I'm, and his agility. Because that's what I thought he didn't have. You know, I thought he just did a lot of falling forward in college. But I mean, the footwork, his lateral movement, the ability to like run, you know, have the connectivity between his eyes and his feet, and he's not slipping. He's not just some big guy getting hit and he's falling down. Marshall Falk, Pro Football Hall of Famer. A few minutes left with him here on the Rich Eisen Show. So we just established so much about Derrick Henry and how impressive he is and how terrific he has been. And I was saying earlier, Marshall, that this burnishes in my mind Arizona's undefeated resume because they're the only team that held him under 60 yards. Now, obviously, that game got out of hand and they did abandon the running game. One would think to try and keep up with Kyler Murray and that offense. Um that's my setup and wind up to ask you the best team in the NFC. Is it the undefeated uh, Arizona Cardinals or one of the legion of five and one teams from Dallas, Green Bay, Tampa Bay, and the Los Angeles Rams? Who do you have for me on that front? 
I say if it was any other team, if it was Green Bay that was undefeated, if it was Seattle that was undefeated, um, if it was the Rams that was undefeated, Tampa that was undefeated, Dallas that was undefeated, we wouldn't even ask this question. And I'm going to apologize to the, to the Cardinals, to the Arizona Cardinals, for even having to answer this question. But yes, yes. And, and, and just look at how they won games and what they did to the Rams and what they did to the Titans. You know, they, they are winning games and their defense. I know we're talking about Kyler Murray mm-hmm. and, and the receivers and the running backs, but look at what their defense has done. It, it, it's been impressive, you know, what, what they've been able to do up front. And, um, you know, the, the focus isn't J.J. Watt by himself. It's not that. On the back end, you got Buda Baker. And they, they're just making a, they're, they're making a lot of plays and they're playing good team football. And let's just give them their respect. They are the best team in the league because they are the only undefeated team in the league. And let's go with that. And Kyler Murray is playing like a – listen, he's playing like an MVP, MVP candidate. There's no doubt. And I, 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 I will echo your sentiment in this respect, Marshall, even though I did ask the question. But, you know, obviously it's such a, a slim margin between winning it all or winning a division and then not at all and so on and so forth. But um, what Steve Kime, the general manager, has done is he has supplemented the star players like Kyler Murray and to say, uh, DeAndre Hopkins with somebody like A.J. Green, a former number one who doesn't have to be number one. J.J. Watt, who doesn't have to be number one. And also James Conner, former you know uh, lead running back in Pittsburgh, doesn't have to be number one. Now Zach Ertz, who was counted on so heavily in the offense in Philadelphia. He's now a supplemental part. And that if everybody stays healthy, this is going to be a team to beat. I would echo those sentiments in that regard. I, I say that they are the team to beat. And, and it comes down to, uh, and, I, and I think that, you know, we saw the difference. We saw the difference between um, uh, Kyla Murray and the guy who has all the commercials, all the commercials. There's a huge difference between those two quarterbacks. Huge difference. Huge difference. Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray, you saw that. Just a huge difference between Kyler Murray is the reason why you win, and he's the reason why this team is in a position that he is. Um, I'm, I'm just uh, I'm, I'm impressed. All right, I'll bite on that, Baker. Are you are you you're down on Baker? I mean, no, okay. no, I'm not down on Baker. Baker's playing. Listen, Baker's playing hurt. Baker's doing everything that 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 he can do. Um, I'm, I'm just saying, you saw the difference. They're both, they're both, they're both Oklahoma quarterbacks. They came out of the same system. You saw the difference. They're about the same height, about the same stature, have a lot of the same attributes. But one is the reason why a team can win, and the other is is managing the team. And it's just, it's just different. And then let's flip to the other conference to wrap up our conversation. Now the Ravens are the only five and one team in the entire um, AFC. Chargers just got boat race there. Uh, Bills just got got on Monday Night Football. The best team in the AFC is which? Um, man, I'm going I'm to go with the Ravens. What, what, I, what I saw from them, I, I, I have to. Um, and, and here's the thing. Lamar Jackson is doing this without a lot of bodies on that team. And then with the, the, the game that week Martindale called against <laughs> – Oh my God! I mean, he he made he made he made Herbert look like a bear. 
I'm a, listen, I'm a Bobby Hebert fan. But what a line! That's a good line. <laughs> so it was like, wow, awesome. my God, this. We were just talking about this kid for the MVP. He just drove four touchdowns, and just that quick, Baltimore can do that to you. Took out one of the R's and took out one of the R's in Herbert, huh? Mm-hmm. So yeah. he did. Oh yeah. my gosh! And, and, and Rich, listen, you you already know that environment in Baltimore. It's a tough environment to go play in, let alone win in. And, and I and listen. I, I don't think I don't think he he'd seen that type of environment, and and we threw a lot of stuff at him, man. They threw so so much at him. I think the first three series, uh, the Chargers were three and out, and and it was it was it was over. Then how about this over. one too, Marshall? That since 2018, okay, so that's now 18, 19, 20. It's three uh, and a third NFL seasons. The most rushing yards since 2018. Number one is Derrick Henry. Number two is Zeke. Number three is Nick Chubb. Number four is Dalvin Cook. Number five is Aaron Jones, and number six is Lamar Jackson. And yeah. he's now slicing people up with pre-snap reads and post-snap, you know, fourth, fifth options. Like, he's really, really honing his craft, it seems, right or, now. Or, or how about this, Rich? It used to be that that quarterback or that type of quarterback, when they got down, it was over for them. Mm-hmm. But two weeks ago, like with his arm in the pocket, the comeback, what were they down? Thirteen? Nineteen? Seven? Nineteen? Yes. It, 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 when it, when, listen, that is that is danger for this league, and and what I like is Baltimore. They understand that he can do that, but they're not taking him away from the strong. So they they want him to run and they want him to play and they want him to do the things that he's going to do because hey NFL. These are the quarterbacks that you're getting. You, 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 they're, they're not, they're not birthing many, many uh, Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. And if you, if you want to, if you want something like that, and you want to go reach about as far as the Giants reach for Daniel Jones, then you do that. But good luck. Good luck. Love you, Marshall and, Falk. Love you, Marshall Falk. This is just a hell of a conversation, as always. Um, all right, and Cowboys are for real, right? Before I let you go, they're for real, big time. Um, let's see, Rich. Let's see. Come on now, come on now. You just don't want to hey. give Irv his due, or where, where does this uh, one no, come no, from? Irv, come on. Irv can have his due, but Irv is just like me. There was a show called Dallas for a reason. There's going to be some drama. Something's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was like McCarthy not going for it on fourth one, fourth and one, sending Zerline out Great. there, and then that created a whole big mess that Dak cleaned up with C.D. Lamb in overtime, you know? so What other team is dealing with their head coach holding them back? <laughs> There's just always something. Like, this just can't be – like, why can't the Cowboys just be? There's always something, man. Always. Go but, for it, TJ. You want to hop in there? Let's just, let's just no, Hoskins just, just got nerves and said the Jags. The Jaguars? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> Their coach might be. Urban just won. He just won. He just came over with a dub. So that was no, the... I mean, my bad. A team that's winning and their coach is holding <laughs> Okay, okay there you go. A, Very not good. A team that, not a team that won. A team that's winning. <laughs> <laughs> so at what point will you believe it when they're actually in the Super Bowl? Is that what you're saying? You're, you're not going to? No, 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 no. I just, it's just early. It's early, Rich. And I, I listen, I'm, I'm, I, there's, 
when and we all know this, when the Cowboys are in the mix, it's just so much fun. It's fun, man. Let's be honest. It is. You know, that's just it, it's fun. They're that type of organization, and I just, I like what they've done. The, the young guys on defense, how they're playing. Um, but I just I just don't want to anoint them yet. Like I want to I want them to kind of just continue to lurk in the shadows, and then let the Cowboys be you know let the Cowboys be the new Cowboys, the old Cowboys or the very old Cowboys like Irv's Cowboys. So it's let's just see, Rich. Okay, Marshall, love you. Let's uh, let's talk offline too. Uh, let's connect. All right, guys. You take care of yourself. Love you, buddy. That's a good Have right a there. It's Marshall Falk, everybody. Turned Herbert into a bear. Pretty good. That is one of the best lines I've heard. You know what's interesting? The quarterback for the Atlanta Falcons is Bobby A. Bear. (laughs) Noir. Very good. Noir. I wonder if Larry David wrote that line. We'll ask him tomorrow when he's in our studio. Man, what a line. All right, let's take a break. We're back with more in your phone calls, 844-204-RICH, never to dial. And when we come back, we'll hit Ben Simmons and his sweatpants. <laughs> Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. This is the Rich Eisen Show. All right, let me just um, say this. <sighs> Best dad ever, right? Right here? Okay. Sometimes my dad would speak to me in ways that were difficult for me to handle. I knew he always had my best interest in mind, but, you know. Talk to you like you were a student. Uh, no, um, I don't know. Uh, I'll just share this moment. I came home from... Uh, um, uh, camp one year, or, or the, I think the Cornell Summer College, where I had okay. the poor man's pizza at the hot truck behind <laughs> U-Haul One, which was essentially Perfect. like these, like it, it was a French bread, Italian bread pizza, uh, oh, which oh, is nice. so it was Italian bread with just cheese and sauce in it. That's it. Okay. And I had that over and over again, and I was I came back a little uh, husky. Oh, oh. My dad at one point we're sitting on. Uh, I can't oh, believe yeah. I'm telling this story. May he rest in peace. He looks at me, he goes Richard, because you know the full name. Uh, you're grotesque, is what he would say to me. Look at you. Like, that, that's the way he would talk to me. <laughs> and you know what my you? response was? My response was, Dad, you know, don't beat around the bush. Tell me how you really feel. Man. How old were you? Um, nine, 18, 19, no, 17, 18 years old or something like that. Like senior year of high school? Yeah, right around there. Yeah. yeah. He called you grotesque. Grotesque. <laughs> yeah. But your dad so, was super educated, so using have, those big words. I have that in me. I have a little bit of that gene in me as well. Uh-huh. So... Uh, when my oldest, when Zan comes down from upstairs, when, you know, 
and he's getting ready for school or he's came home from school and he's wearing sweatpants. I tell him sweatpants is the choice of the lazy. Oh, <laughs> like Costanza. What better what, way? What are we doing here? Right. Of giving up. Sweatpants. Let's not wear sweatpants to school. Let's not wear sweatpants. Like, you sweatpants around the house is great, but if you're wearing it out of the house, right? It's just, like, we, we're, not, we're not trying to send somebody in the world saying, we're, we're giving up. <laughs> no, Rich, there's a lot of expensive custom sweatpants. Now, out there. now. Not, not like, just the, just like the gray, you know, um, just like the regular gray. Like, I'm, I'm not talking about, like, Slamming sweatsuits type stuff. You know what I mean? Not my old school FUBU sweatsuits. No, no. I used to run. I'm just talking about just like standard, run of the mill, standard issue, just gray sweatpants. It just gives off in my mind the. And again, I might be old school. I'm trying to be best dad ever. I am my father's son. But I'm trying, I'm trying to just give simple ways of getting my point across that might be needing a little bit more of a ginger touch one would say but to me you know the message you're sending out to the world with these sweatpants you're telling the world i give up i give up i can't compete in normal society yes i'm miserable so i might as well be comfortable yes i agree i agree with jerry and sure enough what better way to set up how ben simmons has shown up to the day before the season tips last practice in that regard for the Sixers in those sweatpants with a cell phone peeking out of his right pocket. Radio audience, we're showing you this is apparently a real photograph from the Sixers practice and it's like he can't be bothered to take his cell phone and leave it somewhere, like in his locker or on the side or rest it on top of that stationary bike that's there. It says, I've given up. I'm miserable, but I'd rather be comfortable. Jerry Seinfeld nailed it. And the doc it. just sent him out. Get out of here. I'm miserable, so I might as well be comfortable. I don't know, Rich. I mean, it'd be different if he was, you know, working in corporate America, but Hoopers wear sweatpants. It's Put the photograph back up again. I mean, you, you put basketball. Yeah, yeah, look, that you was the try, choice I, of. I don't know. I know you're a Sixer fan, are, and you'd like. You'd no, like, I, mean, I also play anybody, basketball a lot. Anybody like, any, in the NBA? Not in the NBA. How about but, an NBA practice right before the season begins? Guys wear sweats, though. With the. Any. Are, I mean, Chris, anybody else at, on the floor wearing it? Do you see any, Rich? Look who's on the floor right now, Rich. Do you, does that those guys look like members of the the twelve man roster of the Sixers? Like, yeah, <laughs> come he's on, got a point look there. at who's on the floor there, he bro. So you're saying there. he's he's with the scrubs, and so he's, he's not even the scrubs. Those are like team. I think those were adult day camp people that they put on the court with wow. them. Like, there's those aren't. I mean, I know, the, I know he's out a, there playing defense in the. I know you're a Sixers fantasy fan, camp. Like, it has nothing to do with me being a Sixers fan. Chris, look at the yeah, look at the he, picture. Who's, who's on the Who's yeah. on that court? Those aren't those aren't players. I get it. On that, I get on it. that in that picture, he's got his phone in his pocket. 
Yeah, he's probably not even practicing at that point. Yeah. He might just be walking across the court. No, mind you, I'm not sticking up for him. I'm just saying like You the just sweat- did. Well, I'm just saying the sweatpan thing is like, yeah, I mean. There's- so maybe did I didn't get this thing from my dad. I got it from Seinfeld that it's the sign of the lazy. That's what I, I guess yeah, that's what I must have picked it up from Seinfeld. That's what I tell him. The- I, I don't care much about the sweatpants. The phone in the pocket is like, what are we doing? But you guys are assuming he's practicing right there. Mike, they're doing drills. Well, Doc kicked him out for a reason. Yeah. Well, yeah. You, you you obviously didn't hear what Embiid just had to say either. Okay. So whoa, whoa. okay. So uh, radio audience, stay tuned for that. Sam Amick of the Athletic on all this coming up.